You're listening to Red Ten Sisters, a podcast providing expert sisterly advice on women's most pressing reproductive and sexual health questions. This week on the podcast, we're talking to Samantha Gladish of holisticwellness.ca about holistic dental care and how it can give you effect to your smile. We'll discuss how to banish bad breath naturally, how to choose a non-toxic toothpaste, and why oral hygiene is especially important for pregnant women. Hello and welcome, Samantha. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining us today for this call. I'm really excited to interview you about this topic. As you know, Kim and I are very passionate about your products, so I'm really thrilled to be able to um, share some information about, you know, kind of like alternative oral hygiene techniques because this is something that was not really on our radar until we met you. (laughs) Right, right. Well, thanks so much for having me on. I, um, I love talking about about teeth, I'm passionately obsessed with with oral health. So, yeah. very cool. So, um, can you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got interested and passionate about oral hygiene and oral health? Absolutely. So, it was really a few years ago when I was at the dentist for basically just a routine checkup and. The hygienist had said to me, oh, it looks like you have a cavity developing. And I was so shocked because I had never had a cavity my whole life. And so, you know, the second she said that, I was just like, what? I haven't been doing anything differently. How can I have gotten a cavity? And so she said, you know, we're going to take a look at this the next time you come in for your next appointment. And so when I left that day, I basically went home and just started to do a ton of research on dental health and you know I I was being a nutritionist I figured there's got to be something I can do with my diet or that I must be doing something wrong with my diet or you know mm-hmm. what are the products that I'm using and so I really started just to question everything and I started to really dive deep into understanding this whole world of holistic self-dentistry and mm-hmm. from there I just started to you know, change up the products that I was using. I started to sort of create this new dental routine every day when it came to brushing and flossing and whatnot. And then I, when I went back to the dentist about, you know, a good eight months later, uh, she took a look at my teeth and she said, your gums have never looked better. You don't have a cavity anymore. I, I'm not sure what you're doing. And um, she just said, you know, keep it up. I was literally in and out of the of my appointment in like 20 minutes and there was barely any plaque to even clean it was they were cleaning my mouth with water so um it was yeah it was really interesting and I thought okay in a, a short amount of time that was you know eight months I pretty much healed this cavity and uh you know there's there's something more here and then so from there that's how I started to develop the salty kisses toothpaste and started to formulate products and and yeah, that's really how it all got started. It's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> so, as you know, our business is all about reproduction and sexuality. So, from a sexuality perspective, we all want kissing to be a pleasurable experience, and we know that it's it's not so fun when you have bad breath or your partner has bad breath. So, can you tell us right. a little bit about what causes bad breath and you know what we should be doing to prevent it? Absolutely. Yes, this is a good question. And you know, of all the times I've been interviewed with. Um, about dentistry, no one has asked me this, and it's um, <laughs> it's pretty common, right? I mean, bad breath, and and mm-hmm. that's for sure one of the biggest turnoffs. I'm gonna say. Yep. <laughs> um, so I mean, 
some of the causes really associated with bad breath are, are really dietary related and just really eating poorly. Um, it, it comes down to really a lot of dietary deficiencies. So if you're eating a really highly acidic diet, you know, with a lot of sugars, a lot of refined sugars and carbohydrates, drinking a lot of coffee, and, and you just don't have a lot of really good alkalizing foods in your diet, like dark leafy greens and just a high amount of vegetables and some fruits, then this will, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have heard about acidic and, and alkaline balance. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can alter the pH in your body based, based on the food that you're eating. And so this can actually happen within your mouth as well. So right. all those foods, the sugars and the carbs and people who are sort of drinking coffee, but they're drinking it like for an hour or two hours and just sort of sipping their, their coffee. It's very acidic. And so what happens is that you, you create more bacteria in your mouth because the bacteria loves mm. to thrive in a very acidic environment. And so the bacteria will spread and it will grow. And, and, you know, so in turn you, you end up with this, with bad breath. So mm. the first place to start is definitely with your diet. Um, take a look at, you know, what it is you're eating. Are you eating a lot of sugars? Are you eating a lot of refined carbs and whatnot? And um, drinking a, a lot of coffee. And it's not that there's anything wrong with drinking coffee. It's just that some people are drinking three or four cups a day, and they're sort of taking a really long time to drink it, right? Um, yeah. And on top of that, you're also putting sugar in the coffee too, right? So, mm-hmm. so really pay attention to your diet. It's so important to eat a lot of dark leafy greens, really get those alkalizing foods into your system. So tons, I mean, there's a variety of vegetables that you can choose from. Some fruits are great as well. Even actually just um, apples, a really, you know, great organic apple, just biting into an apple actually helps to clean your gums. So, Mm. um, mm -hmm. So definitely look at your diet. That would be the first place to start. And then secondly, you know, really paying attention to the products that you're currently using. So there's a lot of toothpastes that have um, SLS in them, which is sodium lauryl sulfate. And, you know, this is also an ingredient that you'll find in a lot of body care products as well and body washes and shampoos. And so uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, this can actually create an environment that breeds bacteria in yeast. So you Definitely don't want that in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that on your teeth. And so, you know, pay attention to the products you're using. Look at those ingredients and also what your dental routine looks like. You know, some people are only brushing once a day or they're never really flossing. And so these are really important things because it's all about killing off that bacteria, which is going to make the environment in your mouth more alkaline. And then this is going to help combat uh, bad breath. Right. So bad breath is basically caused by the bacteria. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And okay. I mean, there's a lot of other things too, of, of course, digestion. I mean, if you're, if you have, if you're eating a very acidic diet, there's probably a good chance that you have poor digestion and you're suffering with mm-hmm. things like gas or bloating, maybe some, you know, irritable bowel issues or maybe heartburn or acid reflux. So if you do have a lot of digestive issues as well, this is also going to show up. In, in the mouth as, as bad breath right. because there's just more mm-hmm. bacteria, right? So it's yeah. the bacteria that combines with sugar and it mm-hmm. creates this 
acid byproduct in your mouth. And it's the acid that starts to wear away that enamel, and that's where you have the issues start to develop. Right. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us a little bit more about the importance of oral hygiene to kind of overall health. Like how can poor oral hygiene contribute to, you know, illness or disease or just general poor health? Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of studies on this too. I know there's um, been, you know, Dr. Weston Price, he was really one of like the pioneers who mm-hmm. he researched like dental infections and chronic degenerative disease um, and there was this author who wrote um, a book called Root Root Canal Cover-Up, and mm-hmm. he actually, you know, he studied, uh, a, again, a lot of how dental infections can, can lead to heart disease, circulatory issues, joint disease, and how this can all actually be tied back to root canals. So there's definitely a correlation. I mean, oral health can really offer us clues as to what's going on with our overall health, and so... If we have gingivitis, for example, like which is gum disease or, or really mm-hmm. just inflamed gums, or we have tooth decay, there's probably a good chance that something else is going on in the body, that, that there's inflammation happening in other parts of the body as well. So what happens is that the bacteria, if, if it's left untreated, it can really travel into your bloodstream, and this is where it's going to pose a lot of issues. So um, you'll get bacteria that can actually get into your blood vessels and then this can cause inflammation. And so if the blood vessels are inflamed, then basically you have less blood that's really being able to travel to the heart and to the rest of your body. And so you can actually get high blood pressure from this. Um, Mm. And you'll you'll also get – your blood will almost become more of a, like, sticky-like texture so, so, like, the viscosity of your blood can even change as well. And so we want that to be, you know, very free-flowing, right? So, um, so yeah, this can result in high blood pressure. And then, of course, if it's not managed and, you know, really addressed, then down the road potentially lead to heart disease. So, so taking care of your teeth really means you're taking care of your heart. <laughs> and cool. um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, I mean, just with oral health, I mean, you want to avoid gingivitis. You want to avoid tooth decay, right? So, yeah. so that's really important <laughs> as well. Yes, there's nothing sexy about, you know, teeth and cavities <laughs> and bleeding gums. <laughs> no. I mean, no, not, not, not that sexiness all. is the only reason we should do it, but, you know. <laughs> no, of course, of course. I mean, um, our smiles, right? I mean, that's yeah. the first thing that a lot of people pay attention to, right? And so... Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and, you know, tooth decay, I mean, it sounds, it, it does sound so unsexy. It really is unsexy. I mean, that's really a rotting tooth, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's actually a cavity. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So tell me a little bit about who's kind of at highest risk when it comes to gum disease and cavities. I know when we were um, kind of chatting about doing this interview, you had mentioned that um, pregnant women are at higher risk. And so can you tell us a little bit about that and who else is maybe at greater risk? Absolutely. So pregnant women, I think a lot of people don't realize that, but what happens is that when you're pregnant, your your body is just, you know, it's, it's focused on taking care of this baby. It's all the minerals. Everything is going to the baby. And so a lot of minerals, so essentially the, the mother loses a lot of minerals because it's all going to the baby. And so um, 
you can actually develop a lot of cavities that way, right? Because mm-hmm. you're, in a sense, lacking the calcium and the magnesium and the phosphorus, all these things that really help to protect your bones and your teeth. So for sure, pregnant women, this is why it's really important to get a mineral-rich diet so that you can really load up on those essential minerals and vitamins. Um, but really, it can come down to anyone. You know, if, mm-hmm. if someone just has a poor uh dental oral health routine, you know, then then really anyone can be at risk for, for developing gum disease. I mean, if, if you're not really flossing frequently or brushing frequently, then of course, I mean, there's going to be a good chance that you're going to develop gingivitis or cavities. But I would also say like kids, because not much, not many kids love to brush their teeth <laughs> and you know it's not something that's really enjoyable and there's for sure you know those first few years where parents are forcing their kids to brush right so yeah. um yeah so for sure kids and and the problem too is with kids I mean they can be very particular and and they want toothpaste that tastes fun and looks you know colorful and the problem with that is then now you have a a toothpaste that has probably a lot of uh, toxic ingredients in it that really isn't doing much to take to, to protect the teeth. So, right. so yeah, so kids for sure, and then um, smokers. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one. And um, you know, diabetics—they're at really high risk too because the higher your glucose levels, um, it means that there's actually even more inflammation going on in the body, and then your immune system is going to suffer as well. And so if if you have sort of this low-functioning immune system, then then you can't heal things properly. You can't um, deal with bacteria properly, right? So, right. so diabetics as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Some good things to keep in mind. Thank you. <laughs> so um, you touched a little bit on this already, but I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, some of the problems with mainstream toothpaste and other oral care products. You know, what should people be watching out for and what they're using? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned, the SLS, you know, look for that on your, on your toothpaste. And I mean, look for that in really any of the products that you've got in your house, whether it be a shampoo or conditioner or, you know, body washes and, and creams. And it can hide in a lot of products. So um, definitely the SLS. Um, fluoride is a really big one. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, there can definitely be a lot of controversy around fluoride, but yeah. it's really important to know that tooth decay does not happen because of a fluoride deficiency. So there's that's that we need to get over. We really need to understand that. Not that we need the fluoride to take care of our teeth whatsoever. It wasn't until I actually got rid of the fluoride and started to use all natural ingredients and products that my, my sort of mouth health improved. So right. um, fluoride can really displace minerals in your body and affect how you can actually absorb those minerals. And, and again, it's really important to have those minerals like your calcium and your phosphorus and magnesium and, and even vitamins such as, you know, the, the fat-soluble vitamins, the vitamin D, the vitamin K2, this all really helps to support strong bones and teeth. And so fluoride can really displace that in our body, and then um, it will just interfere with body chemistry in general. So so really pay attention to, you know, the fluoride. If it's 
if it's in your dental products and also in, you know, the drinking water as well, if you can somehow filter that out or um, mm-hmm. avoid, you know, the tap water altogether. And other things like parabens, another ingredient that you'll probably find in a ton of just body care products as well. So this is typically mm-hmm. used as a preservative. It's a hormone disruptor. So we definitely want that out of our body. Alcohol. Yeah, is, well, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say that's one of the, the things we're always telling our customers to stay away from when it comes to lubricants as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. It can really mm-hmm. displace the hormones. And, you know, especially for women too, when like we're so so sensitive when it comes to to hormones right and and yeah we we really need to to be conscious of of not just um you know of course our diet and whatnot but it's really it comes down to a lot of the products that we use too because what goes on the skin goes in so it can really displace our hormones and then alcohol is a big one because you see this in a lot of the mouthwashes and so Mm -hmm. this will cause dry mouth and you don't want dry mouth because that means you don't have a lot of sort of saliva going to work and and that saliva Mm -hmm. is so important because the saliva is what helps create that alkalinity in your mouth and so it really protects the enamel so you definitely want to avoid those mouthwashes that have alcohol in them right yeah so those would sort of be like the 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 top ones that I would pay attention to. And of course, like I mentioned too, with the kids, you know, they, they love toothpaste that are like bright pink or something like that. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so those color pigments, I mean, they really serve no purpose whatsoever in a toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, speaking of, um, you know, oral care products, you have your own line of oral hygiene products. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the ingredients you put in them and, and why? Absolutely. So, you know, it all started when I really just couldn't find something that um, that I really, really loved, you know, that, that I trusted. I couldn't really, I couldn't find a product out there, a toothpaste, that not only didn't have the fluoride and the SLS and the parabens, but also glycerin. That's another one to, to note because glycerin, it's not that it's, you know, a, a toxic ingredient by any means, but it can actually create this coating on your teeth and then mm-hmm. it, it blocks the saliva from getting to your teeth. And so you'd have to rinse like 30 or 40 times just to get that glycerin off your teeth. So it creates this coating and, and you don't want it because it's blocking the saliva. So, you know, I couldn't find, even with all these natural toothpaste, they all had glycerin in them. So that's when I started to sort of do more research and, um, one, I realized, okay, we don't need the glycerin in the toothpaste. And um, I started to sort of just play around with different ingredients, you know, like coconut oil, which is so antibacterial. And, um, of course, it tastes great, too. And so that's really the base of my Salty Kisses toothpaste. And then I've added in, you know, things like baking soda, which is really great for helping to clean the teeth and create that alkalinity. Same with sea salt. Himalayan sea salt, you know, it actually helps to neutralize microbes and bacteria, and it also creates that alkaline environment. And then I've added some really great essential oils in there, peppermint. Um, and, I mean, it's just, just a little bit of peppermint. If you do use the salty kisses, 
you will find that it is salty, <laughs> hence the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's salty. Um, but that's a good thing. And then um, I've added in MSM, which is methyl sulfonylmethane, and this is a sulfur compound. And so MSM is actually really great for regenerating tissue. So it's such an amazing ingredient for people who do have receding gum lines. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I really love the MSM. And um, and then when it comes to – so I've, I've created the, the toothpaste, and then I have the floss oil as well. And so the floss oil is a blend of really antibacterial, antifungal essential oils like thyme and clove and tea tree and peppermint. And so essentially you use the oil by – putting a drop on your finger and then sliding it sort of like gliding it across your floss. And, um, and then you would just floss as you regularly would. And so you get those antibacterial properties right into the gum line, like right where all bacteria really love to hang out. And so it's such a great, great product. I mean, I've had people use the hippie floss oil on their, you know, inflamed gums and literally within like minutes, the pain has just gone away and, and that's probably wow. because of the clove. I mean, clove is almost mm-hmm. like a natural aspirin, so mm-hmm. it, it really works well for for inflamed gums. Um, mm-hmm. So terrific! Yeah, that's how they they kind of came about. Just a lot of experimenting and, and testing, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. So um, I thought of a question while you were talking that I wanted to ask you about that wasn't on our original list of questions that I was going to ask you, um, which is I was wondering if you could share with our listeners just like exactly what your dental routine is, your oral hygiene routine. I bet everybody would love to know what they yes. should be striving for. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so um, it's funny you ask because I was actually just, um, I'm in the middle of, updating my book, which is going to be in print soon. And I went back into the, the dental chapter and fully expanded on, on everything in there. So it's going to have a lot of really great information. But um, so my routine kind of looks like, um, I know a lot of people might think this is going to sound crazy because we're just so used to, you know, a quick brush and a floss, but we really do need to go beyond that. And so, for example, a, a salt rinse. That would be a, an ideal way to sort of start off your, your little dental uh, routine in the morning. Um, so mm-hmm. a salt rinse is really easy. You can, and this can actually replace your mouthwash. So you can just take a mason jar. You can fill it with some, you know, warm water. Throw in maybe like a Himalayan uh, salt crystal and let that dissolve. And you can feel free to add different essential oils to this if you like. And you just sort of rinse with that and, and you know, um, you can do this in the morning when you wake up. You can use that rinse after you eat, you know, your meals. It will help to alkalize the mouth and get rid of bacteria. So salt rinse is really easy, and it's so easy to make. And um, the ingredients are, aren't hard to find. I mean, you can pretty much find Himalayan sea salt everywhere now. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's sort of the first thing I would do. So you make the salt rinse, rinse your mouth with that, and then you can... Uh, brush. And so I like to use two different types of brushes, which sounds crazy, but (laughs) I use a ionic toothbrush and I Mm -hmm. use an electric toothbrush. And so the ionic toothbrush, you know, you can search for that online. And Mm -hmm. basically 
it creates these negative ions in their mouth that actually pull off almost like 50% more bacteria than just any regular toothbrush. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's a really awesome brush, and I highly recommend everybody use an ionic toothbrush, and just this should replace your regular brush. Mm-hmm. And so I use the ionic toothbrush, and it's good to, I mean, I think a lot of people actually don't pay attention to how they're really brushing. A lot of people just brush, in a, you know, in a rush, and, mm-hmm. and they don't pay attention to how, like, soft or how hard they're potentially brushing. And even, like, the direction that you're brushing. I see a lot of people that brush, like, side to side, and you actually need mm-hmm. to brush up and down. <laughs> like, you right. really need to brush down the gum line and up the gum line. So mm-hmm. I use the Ionic toothbrush to really focus more on, I mean, my teeth as well, but mainly on the gums and just sort of really brush brush down the gum line and then up. And then yep. I use the electric toothbrush to really just polish my teeth because the electric toothbrush can be, it can be pretty abrasive. Like those things mm-hmm. work, they're really fast, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're using that on your gum, um, it can just really cause a lot of sensitivity there. And so I, I really wouldn't use the electric toothbrush as like your, your sort of everyday brush and really be conscious of where you're actually using it. Just just use it to polish the teeth. That's probably the best bet. And then, so yeah, so I use two different brushes. And then um, flossing, obviously really important. And put the oils, if you have the oils, you know, the hippie floss oil, you can put that on your floss mm-hmm. and then floss as you regularly would. And then tongue scraping, this is really important because about 50% of the, uh, of the bacteria in our mouth is actually on our tongue. So this is actually something I would recommend you do first thing in the morning when you wake up. Just okay. get in the bathroom, tongue scrape. It's not going to look very pretty. <laughs> um, you're kind of <laughs> be scraping off this um, sort of white film, but that's a good thing. You want to get that off. And um, you can buy a tongue scraper or you can just use sort of like the edges of a, of a spoon. That works as well, too. Okay. So, um, yeah, so salt rinsing brushing, flossing, doing the tongue scraping, and um, that's probably probably my routine right now. <laughs> okay, and please don't tell me you do all those things three times a day. No. <laughs> no, because that does not feel manageable for me. <laughs> no, good question. I don't. Um, definitely the brushing and the flossing, I mean, morning and night, of, of course. Um, the tongue scraping in the morning and, you know, sometimes I forget to do it. Sometimes I don't wake up and and go ahead and do that first thing in the morning, but, um, Mm -hmm. I definitely use it pretty regularly. And then the salt rinse, um, you know, even if it's just once a day, that's really great. Or, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. at home and, and you kind of remember that you've got in the bathroom after you've eaten a meal, just, you know, go and do quick, do a quick, uh, rinse. But no, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it three times a day. But definitely okay. the, the brushing and, and the flossing for sure mm-hmm. twice a day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So um, one, basically the last thing I wanted to ask you was how can people find a holistic-minded dental practitioner? Because I think this can be a bit challenging. Yes, it can be because there's, there's not many. Um, you know, you can – Basically, I tell people, like, you can just Google sort of holistic dentists in your area. Hopefully, you know, you'll be able to find someone. But you can go on the Holistic Dental Association 
you might be mm-hmm. able to find somebody there or at least connect with someone who can connect you with people in your area. Yeah. Um, there's the International Association of Mercury Safe Dentists. Yes, International Association of Mercury Safe Dentists. They, you can Google them as well, and um, mm-hmm. they should be able to sort of direct you to the, to the right dentists in your area. And then there is another one, and it is a mouthful, um, the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. Okay. So, yeah. So even sometimes people, um, you can search up holistic dentist or you can search up biological dentist. And so, okay. give, give, yeah, I would just say sort of Google those and, and see what <laughs> see what you can mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great advice. Thank you so much. So no um, I know you you are passionate about this dental stuff. You sell your products. You have books. You have all sorts of wonderful services. So tell mm-hmm. our listeners a little bit about where they can find you and your products if they want to learn more or if they want to try some of these um, products that you've created. Absolutely. So you can find me at holisticwellness.ca, and um, you will notice on my website there's a lot of recipes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a foodie, and I love cooking and baking, so there's a lot of great recipes on there, and just really great health information in general. Um, and so if you go to the Holistic Wellness site, you can just click on the shop page, and that will take you over to um, where all the dental products are. I also have a really great body care um, body care line. So I've got my coconut coffee detox scrub, which is amazing. It really does mm-hmm. smell like a latte. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, got, I've got the scrub and then we've got a body butter as well. And so again, these are all natural products. There's no parabens or any toxic chemicals in them whatsoever. And um, yeah, you can find the eBooks there as well. I've got a really great uh, cookbook, and um, The Qualitarian Life is my original book, and it really guides people through sort of 21 days of creating new and healthy habits. And so um, the book and the cookbook are actually going to be combined and uh, available in, in an actual print book very soon, so I'm excited about that. So, oh, that's wonderful. You have to keep us posted about the launch for that. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so basically everyone can just find me over at Holistic Wellness and um, holisticwellness.ca. And if you sign up on the newsletter, newsletter you'll get my um, Best Breakfast Recipe ebook, which is full of delicious breakfast recipes. And um, in terms of social media, I, I love hanging out on Instagram. <laughs> I think it's because I'm I'm such a foodie, and I love to see like food photos and what <laughs> what people yes. are creating with their recipes. So I'm yes, I'm I love tracking what you're what you're eating and making on Instagram. It's lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrific. Yes. Well, thanks again for um, speaking with me today and sharing all of your expertise with our audience. Absolutely. And, uh, I look My forward pleasure. to being in touch. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Red Tent Sisters, the podcast. We're Kim and Amy Sedgwick, co-founders of Red Tent Sisters, a business dedicated to providing holistic fertility, sexuality, and contraceptive solutions. If you have something you'd like to share about this week's topic, we invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook page. Or if you have a question you'd like to hear addressed on the show or have an expert you'd like to see interviewed here, please send us an email at thesisters at redtensisters.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Red Ten Sisters, the podcast. 
for more great tips on how to resolve your feminine concerns and live a vibrant, passionate life naturally. Thanks for listening.